Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Shelly Smith, your culture curator. And I'm Elizabeth Verlees, her partner in crime. We have not been together in a while, so long that we don't even know how long it's been for the culture hour or the morning commute or raw leadership. But today we have a new deemed name for you and you called it Saturday morning leadership. Saturday morning. Hello. Hello. Hello, Tigger. Hello, Tigger. Hello, you. Okay. So here we are. We, we love to talk about everything workplace culture because culture isn't built in a day. Culture is built every single freaking day, whether you are zeroed in on it or not. So that means it has to do with everything that we are as humans and that we bring to the table as leaders and anybody can be a leader. So no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your walk of life, I bet you're leading something. Maybe you're not aware of it, but you could be more aware of it. So right. you far away. What's so, got on your mind? Well, I thought that uh, I thought it would be good for us to get back together, you know, and do an episode like this and talk specifically about some of the things that I'm I'm still seeing. Right? Um, it's it's March of 2023, and let me tell you some of the things that I'm that I'm still seeing in the world of work in the context of leadership. I am still seeing employees, associates, team members, wh whatever you call those that are in our charge that don't have an understanding of what success looks like in their role, right? I'm still seeing leaders shying away or completely avoiding those crucial conversations, feedback, right? One of one of my favorite F words. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a couple that I enjoy. Um, I'm still seeing a lot of, gosh, Shelly, really bad behaviors in the workplace mm -hmm. from some very senior leaders. Mm -hmm. And I am not seeing leadership basics in the workplace. And my, my question to you, and then we're just going to go nuts on this topic, right? My question to you is, what in the actual insert my favorite f word here is happening it's 2023 i don't know i do think that people have lost i mean i say i don't know of course i know people have lost their minds uh literally and figuratively with all things that has has transpired over the last couple of years with with covid mental wellness the economy uh political upheaval social injustices i mean Layer, 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 layer. Right. And I think the dynamic of all things where we used to, I don't know about you, so I'm telling my age, but when I started in this, you know, leadership management game, it was separation of personal and professional. And now it's interwoven and I think forever interwoven. I know for me, I have no separation in the life. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. But, but what I mean by that is all parts of my life are always on my mind. And I find it difficult, if not impossible, and maybe it, it was always difficult and possible. And now I embrace the fact that they're intersecting. And so depending on what happens in a given day at work, at home, in a commute, whether it's on a video, I think that all of these layers have just been put and they're on so thick now that people have forgotten common sense, common respect, civility. Right. And that need right. for human to human connection, which is why I say a lot now that we are people, humans first, we're employees second, right. because we've forgotten that along the way. And I think because of that, 
we listen prior to March of 2020, we still had this, we still had these opportunities, but I think now because of all of that, I think it's there. It's, you think they've exacerbated? It, it, that's the exact word I was okay. looking for. Yes. So you said exactly. you said a couple of things there, but I want to hone in on one thing: the the concept of you know our work and our personal lives interwoven. I those of you that know me know that I despise the phrase work life balance. I think that is a fallacy. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing, mm -hmm. right? And there shouldn't be. Well, I, yeah, but but that's you're right. There shouldn't be because the reality is we are humans first, Correct. and when we, when we walk in the door, the days of the robot workforce are over, ladies and germs and bald headed worms. Right, like they're over. Right, you can't tell people you need to leave your personal problems at the door. Right, there's no such thing. Right, and so. I, I like to call it work-life synergy or work-life integration, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I say that because it was all over social media, right? That on January 3rd, my job was eliminated and I went very public and was like, Hey, grateful for the opportunity, but I'm looking for something else. And when I was interviewing, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. You know, I landed an opportunity in 24 days. I, I thank my LinkedIn network. I thank my friends and my colleagues who all got my name out there and, and really helped me. I couldn't have done it without you. Right. But while I was interviewing for work and I, and I interviewed a lot in those three weeks and I had been interviewing cause I saw this coming. Right. I was, I kept saying to people, I am chief mom officer first and foremost. And when I was asked, what are you looking for? I said, I want to work for an organization and a person, a person, my boss, who is going to give me the runway to be a successful chief mom officer and successful chief people officer, chief HR officer, chief experience officer, whatever I, I was interviewing for. Mm -hmm. And I remember leaving an interview and one of the folks that was on the panel comes up to me afterwards and says, I just need to tell you what you said about chief mom officer. I have so much respect for you for that because you are the first person in my entire career that I have heard make that a stipulation of their employment. Why are we doing that? Right. Why? why? We, shy, we shy away from it. I, again, I... I say, you know, say we aren't doing that. I don't know. So for those of you who do or don't know, I've got three kids, 26, 25, and 18. I don't know that they wouldn't say that automatically. So I think it's part of it is a generational disconnect that, um, you know, our parents and grandparents were taught you work at this location, factory, you know, the industrial uh, world. You work here forever. That's it. You're done, which takes me back to the ant movie or the fly movie, which ants, it's ants. It's ants. It's ants. Uh, bees, yeah. bees, bees, the bee movie. Oh, the, bee the movie. bee movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you pick one job and do that. And that's what success looks like. And you have a family and you, you know, you keep doing that. And then the X generation came along 
And we were like, we wanted more than that. Uh, we, you know, the work-life balance, we were actually the ones who started bubbling that up. We did. And then the millennials came in and they were deemed with, you know, they want more and they don't want to work or they complain a lot or they want feedback. Eh, we all, we all been there. We all done that. We, we all did that. We just did it inside of our head. They have the courage to actually start talking about it. So now we're, Brave. so now we're starting to get that, uh, that shift. And then, so my 26, 25 and 18 year olds are in the Z generation. Yours, I don't even know, does yours have a I don't generation even, name yet? I don't even know that mine has a name. For those of you that don't know, I am single mom to a beautiful 10 year old little 10. boy. He's so, uh, so there, there, maybe there is, and we don't know. Okay. Now I feel like I need to Google that for a yeah. moment. At any rate, I digress. So now they're, uh, Z generation mm-hmm. demand the personal first. They have come back to what we we all work in order to live, but we have flipped it around into that we no, uh, backwards backwards backwards. We've we been living, living to work. work, and they're like, no, 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 no. You work in order to live and do the things that you want to do, right? And so now they're calling that out up front. So we've had it my humble opinion, wrong on wrong. this time. And now they're looking at us like we're crazy. Like, why, why are you doing that? Right. You know, and this is why you see all those hysterical videos of the generations. And it's, it's 459. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's 459. The person's on a Zoom call and the boss is still talking. Five o'clock comes, they click off the, the boss calls them hey I think we got disconnected they're like no, no it's no, it's five it's five. five o'clock no I'm not done yet click off again and anyways the limitations so no, I think I, I don't disagree with you I think you know so listen I, I've, I've always been very open about my age right I'm 49 I'm going to turn the big 5-0 this year congratulations to me cheers, cheers right this may or may not be coffee I'm it's just coffee. saying it's, it's coffee. coffee um it's coffee. Uh, it's too early to drink on a Saturday. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be 50 and, and I have early on, she's gorgeous, isn't she? If I could look that good at 58. Um, so I, when I was younger, when I was younger, yeah, I, Two was work, 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 work. And I, you know, one could argue that cost me my first marriage. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Right. And so I think that for the folks with the traditionalist mindset, my, it is a mindset. I want us to try to move away from the concept of generational. Yeah. Because I joke with people and I say, I am a millennial stuck in a Gen Xer's body. Right. I'm a Gen Xer called a boomer. Yeah. Right. And so, (laughs) but, but I want us to move away from the concept of generational because I know people who are older than I am. I know people who are, who are older than I am and demand the work life integration demand the no, 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 five o'clock I'm leaving. Right. And it's not that they're disengaged. We've got to stop. We have got to stop. Mm-hmm. judging people and shaming people because they won't work the way you do. So this comes back to your question of why. What's happening? Why is this still a problem? Uh, because we we didn't figure it out. And I think the we is the existing leaders. 
right. didn't figure it out and were still stumbling through. And then along came all of these layers we talked about earlier. Right. And then now we have a new workforce that's coming in and re-educating to help us shift our mindset as well as everything that's happened that made us innovate, think, process in a different way. And I just think that we're in a time that it's all colliding and it's become non-negotiables that we're not going to ignore it anymore. And now's the time that we're going to do something about, and hopefully we will do something about. So that that's my two cents. That's my theory of why it's upon us and why we're still talking about it is we never evolved. We never evolved because there weren't consequences. Then we had consequences happen during COVID with the shutdowns, the remote work, and then we had the resignation tsunami. Those became our consequences. And now we're trying to recover from the consequences and we're trying to figure out right. how the hell did we get here? Well, you got here because you weren't listening. You weren't being human centric. You were not learning. You were not being resilient. And again, right. I go back to we're not listening. And so there's yeah. my two cents. Somebody write that down. That's a book. Somebody write that down. Um, <laughs> hopefully a book we will write. Um, I I agree with you. I agree with you on all points. And I'm going to say yes. And, and, and I think we're still facing the age old problem that most organizations make. And we are promoting technical experts into leadership jobs. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying don't ever take your best technical person and promote them into a leadership role. But also give them. A, do they have the aptitude and desire. and desire to be extraordinary leaders, right? Because what's happening is, and I, and I, I see it today. I see it today. We're promoting the best widget maker, the best nurse, the best technician. Or because they come in now, they didn't refuse to not come back to work. And because they decided to come in the office. So now all of a sudden they're their all-star performer. Right. When maybe they were all-star performers that were staying at home. Yeah. So we're, we're taking all of these people that are really good at X and promoting them into Y it's a different skill set, folks. To be an exceptional clinical bedside nurse is requires a very different skill set than to lead a team of clinical bedside nurses. And so, A, we're promoting technical expertise. And B, without acknowledging or understanding whether they have the will to do it and whether they are able the aptitude to do it mm -hmm. we know they're lacking the skill because it's two completely different skills and then to make matters worse right we're going to pour salt on the wound we don't teach them we don't teach them and we're not clear on the expectations which goes back to again your earlier opening statement right i don't know for the life of me for the life of me i don't know why uh, people managers are afraid to giving feedback. I cannot for the life of me, but they will call an outside consultant, which, hey, I'm happy. I'll take your calls and tell me everything that's gone on. And then I'll say, but have you, if I ask them, this is one of your favorite questions. If I ask them how you would describe them, are they going to say the same thing? And then inequitably, I get the blank stare of, I think so, or no, or it's like, why? Oh, I know, you you I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. If I brought Shelly in the room today and asked her, Shelly, do you know that your boss is dissatisfied with your performance? Would Shelly be A, yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Which is what we're looking for. Which is what we're looking for. Yeah. Or B, I'm sorry, what? What? Yeah. That's not good. That yeah. no bueno. Right. So it, that starts with that that expectation. Right. And again, the bravery, the courage, clear as kind, open right. communication. Because how can I meet your expectation if I'm not clear on the expectation or if I'm not clear on what right looks like, what success is at the end? And right. you don't ever stop and tell me, keep doing this, stop doing this and start doing right. that. So that adds that adds to, but yeah, so we're not doing the people managers. So solution that you and I already knew about because we were already doing it. It's creating these internal universities. The other fallacy is that in the past, nothing's wrong with higher education. So don't get me wrong here. Nothing's wrong. But sending sending your leaders, sending, you can't see the rougher shirt she has on, but sending your leaders, if you're listening to this audio, out to an external training and development instead of creating what right looks like around your values, your commitment, your mission, your core culture of who you are, you're missing a big opportunity. Yeah. So in the past, we sent them off. We sent them to camp. We sent them to boot camp. Got a leadership. Bring it back. We paid for you to be in this program for two days, for six months. You're fixed. We threw money at it and you're fixed. But what happens is they come back and they get sucked in the whirlwind and no one else on their team right. is using that language or they were taught different language than what you were taught. Right. And so now... You know, many of you that are listening are already our clients and know the answer is creating your internal universities yeah. around what you need, what you want around your values, your right. culture, and because everybody wants a culture like Disney, but everybody ain't Disney and everybody don't need to have a culture or, like or you know, or here's another shame, Ritz Carlton, right? Everybody Carlton. wants, everybody wants the Ritz Carlton culture, but you're not willing to make the investment ladies and gentlemen, of time, resources, and money. Right. And yeah. so here's, here's the other thing, which I, I think, I think this is really good stuff. Here's the other thing. When you build something like that internally, number one, you've got to be all in. You cannot, you cannot half-ass this. Yeah. You can't. Um, and what do I mean by all in? Uh, Shelly just kind of whispered it, all levels. Listen, see sweet folks, I love you. Because I'm one of them, right? I'm a chief. I've been the head chief, SVP, whatever title you want to slap on it. I've been the head of a human resources division now for 12 years. 12 years. I'm not perfect. I do for myself leadership development at least 30 hours a year, at least, right? Tell them how. Webinars, I, I get coaching from that I either pay for or I get for free. She coaches me all the time. And I call her and ask her to coach me. Like, hey, listen, I got a situation. I need, I need you to put on, take off your best friend, colleague, business associate hat, I need you to put on your hardcore executive coaching hat and slap me into reality because I'm struggling, right? But I also have developed, I, I'm open to feedback. I'm open to feedback. I ask for feedback from everybody. Interestingly enough, you know, the people that I ask for feedback the most from, the people that work for me, right? When I'm in direct a room, reports. my direct reports. I'll walk into something, I'll do a presentation and afterwards I'll pull them together and say, hey, how did I do? What could I have done better? And they're looking at me like, you're yeah. asking me? And if they say everything was great, she's no. like, no, 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 no
everything wasn't great. Give me one thing mm-hmm. that you think I could have done better to land better, to be received better, to articulate better. So open to feedback. Also, I do webinars. I also, I participate in things like hacking HR, sure, ATD, HRCI. I read books. I listen to audio books. I, I, subscribe to the Harvard Business Review. I read her articles. I write books with her. Like there's, so at least 30 hours of professional development. I go to conferences, right? So, but 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 wait, you don't just do that. You turn it into action. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Because you can't just read your way into success. I Right. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, to see why I need her. Um, so I, she's right. Whenever I go to these things and I totally geek out or I geek out on a book, I write all over my books, which is why you can never borrow a book from me because it's written in, right? It's got sticky notes. And then I think about how can I put this into action in my day-to-day and not just in my professional life, but in my personal life too. Okay. A lot of these things that I read have Going actually- back to you, so have, you know, as, have, as a mom. Yeah, have made me a better mom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But- Here's the other thing. Here, here's the other thing. They 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 don't invest in the, the C-suite believes that they are in the C-suite because they are exceptional leaders. I am so sorry. Here's my needle. Here's your balloon. <laughs> You're not. You nine times out of 10 are the problem. I'm I'm sorry, not sorry to be the person to tell you that. Well, it's hard for us as humans to feel like we're the ones getting in the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we feel bad. I mean, yeah. I think most humans care and want to yes. guide and protect. And yeah. when we feel like, oh my gosh, am I the one who did that or didn't say that? And we go into the woulda, coulda, shoulda, we feel bad, which creates this hamster. Right. You know. And we're not bad people. Like right. those of us in the C-suite, we're, we're not bad people. We don't just, this I always tell people, nobody comes to work and has their to-do list. And on that list is, I'm going to suck today. Or I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be mean to somebody today. Or I'm going to shame somebody today. Or I'm going to go out of my way to make somebody feel like a complete failure today. Folks, nobody does that, right? But you are caught up in the whirlwind as well. Tactically, tactical, tactical, tactical. And you forget that culture starts at the top. And if it doesn't, believe me when I tell you, culture is going to evolve into something you don't want it to be. So so here, here's solution, right? Internal university, internal professional development, internal leadership development, internal operations training, I think is also incredibly important. Yeah. But where you have to start is when you are hiring people, right? When you are courting people and we're just giving you basics, right? Yeah. Like we could do a year long series on this and I don't know, Saturday morning leadership may be what that becomes, right? Everybody at work, you should be able to walk to every single person in your organization and say, Shelly, what defines success as a nurse in the oncology unit as a registration uh, administrator in a private practice as a uh, line worker in a roofing shingle manufacturing organization as a insert job here. What is that? And Shelly or insert human here should be able to say, oh, it's this, 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 these four things to grow trippingly off their tongue, just like that. Right. In unison 
to the bigger picture. So regardless of where they are in the, right. in the level of organization, which should roll up to the mission, mission, vision, vision values. values. Right. And that's one of my other favorites is that uh, most people can't answer that. Most people can't look. I mean, right now you'd be saying, you'd be saying, <laughs> maybe we do need a little something, something else at our cup. Uh, right now you might be thinking, gosh, what would I say? Which I hope you are. And are you wondering what would your team say? And would they say the right thing? It's a quick, easy exercise you can take out literally on Monday morning. I think that's a great challenge, right? Here Here, here's our, here's our Monday morning challenge to you on Saturday morning. Monday morning. Here's your test. Go around your organization, pick five random people, five, just five high performers and the people at the bottom. I want you to pick them both. And I want you to ask them, hey, real quick, how do you know if you're successful? Like, how do you define success? If I were to do a performance evaluation on you right now, what would be the things that I would be evaluating you on that would mean you knocked it out of the park this year mm -hmm. and just wait and then shut up. Stop talking. Don't lead them. Don't ask leading questions. Really great lawyer by the name of Mike Steele taught me that, right? <laughs> Don't ask leading questions. Just listen. And then, after, and then after they tell you or don't tell you, what do you recommend that they say back? How do they receive that information? Right. You cannot react poorly. You can't say, well, I, I don't understand why you don't know that. I don't, I don't, I don't. You need to say, okay, thank you for that feedback. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if they say to you, well, was I right? What should you say? Well, I think that there's an opportunity for us to have a conversation about that. I think there may be a disconnect between what you're seeing as measures of success for you and what I have swirling in my head. And maybe it's somewhere in the middle. And if that and maybe I own that because maybe I haven't been clear with right. you. And perhaps I haven't been clear with you. I would love for us to put that on our agenda for our next frequent check-in. Yeah, our one-on-one. Y'all have one-on-ones, right? Y'all have one-on-ones, right? Not the annual thing. Not the... Not, not that six-month thing. That the, literal every week, every other week, at least once a month deliberate. At least. Yeah. Because leaders, you, you do know that you have to actually talk to people to lead somebody one of my one of my uh clients it was the team building thing that's shout out mitsubishi chemical a pollock in chesapeake they do um every other month we do five sessions that have roughly uh anywhere from 25 to 50 people so they've got just around 200 people all levels of the organization come into a uh three-hour team building session deliberately and then at the end where we do you know feedback what was your takeaway blah 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 so this particular client is about a year and a half into this ongoing new thing that they do for their team, amongst other things. But one of the team members said, my takeaway for me and for the rest of the group is, as long as leaders keep asking and listening, I'm going to keep giving my feedback. That was an wow. entry level, somebody in shipping and receiving, I think. Again, as long as leaders keep asking, and listening, I'm going to keep giving them my feedback. I just thought that was amazing. Use this once, use this more often, use these more often. And then do something. About and then it. do something, take action, take action. So you asked me at the beginning, we're going to put a wrap is why are we still facing the disengagement, the lack yeah. of, you know, um, the expectations just right. overall, you know, disconnect.
And then we talked about maybe some of the things in the world who have gotten us here. Yeah. We talked about shifting the word generation to, what did you replace it with? A mindset. Mindset. Tra traditional mindset. Traditional mindset. And then think about how are you developing? How are you training? How are you clarifying expectations? Right. How are you using your resources on the outside for the littles, meaning a few people? And maybe you need to bring that in-house and create your internal university. And by the way, you can have outside people like us to help create it. Better to partner with you. So you're doing elements. Your uh, outside person is doing elements and it's together a partnership for a long term. A one-time thing doesn't work. It's got to be a series. It's got to be a multi-year commitment that sticks ongoing for all of your, for your levels. Ask more questions, get more curious, hand out the permission slips for bravery and to, to get feedback from your employees been with you for one day because they're the best ones. And your employees have been with you for 30 years yeah. and you'll start to close, close the gap. Yeah. Keep it real. Keep it raw. Be authentic. You know, no, no people can see through a lack of authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's so sad um, that when people are authentic, you're, you're questioned. Your authenticity is actually questioned. Well, you're so authentic. You're coming across as inauthentic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's well, like when you say, to be honest, it's like, wait, have you not, always have you been not been honest? honest? Uh, have you not been honest? So, um, I mean, so I think, um, I, I hope you all have, have enjoyed our, our Saturday morning leadership. I just, we, we, literally, we literally got together to do strategic planning work uh, for a client. And then we were like, oh, wow, we did that in two hours. Um, let's do one of our podcasts. Uh, so thank Would you. Call it again. Saturday morning, Saturday morning leadership. Here we go. Mashup with Tigger. If you can't see us with Tigger. We've got Tigger. Because uh, yeah. it, it's our happy place. And the other thing was the overline that it's okay that you're, it's your life. It's called your life for a reason. The work balance, we all describe it in a different way. That was the other thing you said. Work-life synergy or work-life integration. 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 I love that. Synergy and in integration. So yeah. yeah, that's our thoughts for today. Remember, workplace culture is not built in a day. It's built every day. And it's defined by how we do what we do when we work together, whatever that is, two people or thousands of people. That's it. Signing off. Signing off. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.